0: Hey, Jillian. Hey, what's up? Yeah, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, My first question I want to ask is, do you wake and bake every morning?
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Wait, so do you do it a lot while you train too?
1: Oh yeah, I'm training twice a day, every day, and I'm smoking every day, pre-training, post-training, so it's an all-day thing.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, because there's a lot of people who would say if they smoked weed before training, they're going to not be able to train, but for you, would you say it helps you? It benefits you?
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely, it makes me more creative. It makes me want to flow more and just, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm able to push it off that I wouldn't pull off if I was a, a, if I didn't smoke before training.
0: And what do you smoke? Do you smoke like a sativa or an indica?
1: A sativa in the morning, indica at night, got to keep them separated. <laughs> if I <I'm> smoke <laughs> before I go to training, I'm going to fall asleep on the mats.
0: Have you ever done an edible before training?
1: Dad, I have, but it's been a poor life choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: difficult. It's difficult, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, no. If you take an edible before training, you're gonna like you become one with the couch. You're gonna be falling asleep <laughs> <pretty, pretty> quick.
0: <laughs> but it's pretty fun. I love like trying to get out of that high by training, but then you can't because it's just trying to sink you into the ground. It's good. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask you uh, about your next fight. It's gonna be in Abu Dhabi specifically correct in fight island yeah. you've traveled to so many places already in your fight career which has been your favorite place that you visited
1: um i guess i haven't really spent a lot of time in each place like i've been to liverpool and prague and sao paulo edmonton canada uh, so definitely getting to go all around the world getting to go to a lot of different countries but i i I guess I only spent fight week there. I'm cutting weight, so it's not really a really a long time to get to see the city and everything. But Prague was absolutely gorgeous.
0: Yo, I hear that Prague is the best place in the world. Actually,
1: it was absolutely beautiful there. And then obviously, like post fight, the partying there was insane. Like it was next level. So it was <laughs> yeah. awesome to be out there.
0: Yo, that's cool. Um, I also wanted to ask you about meditation. You did mention <laughs> meditation in in one of your interviews and i've recently been meditating a lot and i find that it's helped me with so much of with my anxiety my depression all those things but i want to ask you as a fighter how does it help you
1: i feel like uh fighting is uh, like so much mental it's more mental than it is physical almost and uh, like you you can see it in fighters they go in there and sometimes they just shut down mentally you don't see the fighter that you want to see and i Ever since, I honestly feel like that happened to me when I fought Myra Buena Silva. I got armed by by her in the first round. And I felt like just walking in the cage, I couldn't get myself to wake up. I couldn't get myself to be present. I couldn't get myself to be there. And meditation just helps bring you into the moment, bring you into a flow, and uh, really help you focus. And uh, uh, it's almost like you're not even thinking. When you're in the cage, you're just flowing. Your body's just moving. And meditation helps you bring you into that zone.
0: That's really cool. Uh, You know what? I was actually watching all your fights prior to this interview and i want to ask you this i want to ask you what do you think was your most savage performance
1: my um, most savage i guess i'd have to go with my my one and only tko against sarah froda uh, Yeah, and uh, it was in front of the canadian crowd so that was dope as fuck and Uh, I just remember I was sitting there and elbowing her and I was just trying to do damage trying to look for a submission I hear the ref he's like I need more work Froda so I was like oh hell yeah like that's my moment so I just kept I threw like 10 elbows after that I was like you gotta work and then I got the TKO so it It was It
0: it really looked like you enjoyed those you were like yes I'm doing it it's gonna finish right here.
1: It's so weird because like, watching like, a TV show or something like that, I'll cringe at scenes like that. But I can do it and like have absolutely no <laughs> Yourself.
0: problem. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, definitely. Well, you know what? From my answer to that question, I think your most savage moment was your last fight. And specifically, it was one of those fights that you could have went to a decision and won the fight and everyone would have been happy with it, but you decided to finish it. That's savage in itself. But what was even more savage was in your post fight interview, you go, I wasn't really that impressed. And I was like, what? Like for me, that performance against Courtney Casey was one of the best in 2020. Why were you (laughs) not impressed with that performance?
1: Uh, I guess, I just wish I could have done more. I want it to be an exciting fight. I want it to uh, be something where people can really recognize my skill. And I want to perform 100% to the best of my ability. And uh, there's few fights where I feel like I went out there and performed to the best of my ability at that moment like when i fought molly mccann and when i fought Sarah frodo those are two fights that i'm proud of because at at that time i went out there and that was the best i could have done and obviously it worked out well but um that one i don't feel like i necessarily performed to the best of my ability i i feel like there's (laughs) more jillian i could have showed off there so we're gonna hopefully see that against Poliana botella
0: for sure definitely okay i'm gonna move on to uh some of the questions from my subscribers there was a lot of them so I'm going to start with uh, six underscore 24. He asks, what is your favorite pastime, your favorite meal, your favorite thing to do for fun? And I'm also going to add to that. What's your favorite thing to do while you're high?
1: Favorite pastime is to get high. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, my life is so revolved around training. So it's like I'm either hanging out with my dog with Robin, my uh, pit bull. He's my best friend. Or uh, um, I read, I meditate, um, just chill and watch Netflix, I guess. I don't really have a lot of free time. So if I do, then that's uh, usually what I'm spending it doing. Just uh, Most of it goes to really just training, though. I, I spend so much time either uh, mental work or physical work putting in like at least five, six hours a day just into the sport.
0: <laughs> Yo, I have to talk about Robin for a bit. Uh, in my opinion... I think Robin is the pound for pound cutest dog in MMA right now. Honestly, because my reason for it is that he has the features of a human. It looks like you're looking at a human person. Don't you think? Don't you think so?
1: Oh, yeah. He's always smiling. You can tell when he's happy yeah. or you can tell when he's mad, too. He gives me a look. I'm like, oh, OK.
0: <laughs> he has. You, you see the emotion on his face and I'm like, that's so that's so adorable. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's the best. I adopted him from the main Society about six years ago, and he's been my best friend ever since.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I w- also wanted to ask you about... Well, actually, Jamie Mills wanted to ask you about what's it like growing up in Niagara Falls. And I also want to ask, what is there to do in Niagara Falls besides watching the falls?
1: Um, I actually I grew up more in Florida than I did in Can. I, I lived in Canada until I was seven. So, it's like oh. I remember... <laughs> A little bit of it, but not a lot. My grandparents still live up there. So it's like I've always went back and visited. And that's, I guess, when we go back and visit, that's all we do is go to the falls. To there's the Clifton falls. There's Clifton Hill right above. And uh, the falls are absolutely magical to watch. So it's like, that's always something spectacular. But, but then
0: I, w- I was hoping that you would give me some tidbits. Like, what's fun to do in Niagara Falls the next time I go there?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Nothing. I know a gym there. Yeah, <laughs> would you right now.
0: Yeah, which gym is in uh, Niagara
1: Falls. Um, there's a Gracie Baja gym. At, oh, I can't remember the exact location. Uh, my it's right down the street from my grandparents' gym that I would always go to when I would just go back to visit. But that's like even on vacation, it's like that's the spots I'm looking for is where to train. Who can I who can I get work with around here?
0: So you're more you're more American, I would say, than Canadian at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm more American at this point, but uh Canada's still home to me.
0: <laughs> How is it easy to get marijuana? in florida
1: i i have my medical card so it's uh uh, fairly easy yeah yeah for sure um especially in canada it's legal everywhere there so it's really yeah it's awesome (laughs) uh, yeah i feel like Florida's still just a little bit behind hopefully in a couple years we can move to the point where it's recreational and it's just it makes it so much simpler and it it, there's no reason it shouldn't be treated like alcohol or less because like if anything alcohol is more dangerous
0: yeah exactly i agree I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> I want to move on to uh, the next question. It's by Drivers... Actually, no, it's by Brulette. And Brulette asks... Actually, sorry, it's by Driver Zed. And Driver ed asks, if you could train with one fighter, it doesn't have to be MMA, who would it be and why? Uh, there's
1: one girl that I've always wanted to train with. And... Hopefully, I'll be able to sometime soon. We've been, uh, I've been in talks with her coaches, but hopefully, I'll be able to get out there. And that's uh, Rose Nami Yunus. i oh. <laughs> always looked up to her. Like if, When I was an amateur, she was in the tough house. And she was just that girl. She's always scrappy, always trying to finish fights. And she was in the tough house. She was finishing fights off her back. So, me being a jujitsu girl, I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then now, she's just developed her stand-up. She's an all-around just class act. And I would love to be able to share the match with her.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to extend that question to which MMA fighter would you want to smoke with?
1: Uh, I think there's only one answer to this. <laughs> <You> <laughs> it's a DS. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to go.
0: <laughs> you're right. Okay, that's a, you're, that's a fair point. I'm going to move on to the next question. It's by uh, Llewellyn Vanderheever. She asks, how is dating life being a UFC fighter? What's the cringiest interaction you've had where someone's approached you? God bless.
1: Um, <laughs> it's definitely difficult just being uh, like, I don't know, being a strong woman in general. You're like, uh, I'm so focused on me and so focused on my sport in my life and uh, just making myself a better person. It's hard to focus on somebody else a lot of times, or it's hard to find somebody who understands that type of lifestyle that. You do have to be selfish to be able to make it far in this sport. And uh, it's a lot of sacrifices to make. And the cringiest thing is, I don't know how many times I've been asked, Oh, so I bet you could beat me up, right? Like every single guy, like that's their go to thing. And then they don't, it's, it's even funnier when you're like, Oh, well, yeah, I could. And they don't really understand it. Like they don't comprehend that <laughs> you could. 100% could. could. <laughs>
0: that's good so guys don't make sure you don't approach jillian and say i bet you could beat me up because you can (laughs) okay the the next question is it's by josh martinson and he asks what sort of music do you listen to before a fight to get pumped and okay so i was watching uh your pre-ufc fights and one of your walkouts you walked out to pimp which i thought was so sick that was one of the best walkouts i've ever seen
1: yeah, that's my general walkout song. I usually walk out to that. Just I don't know. I started when I was an amateur, and now I feel like it just gets me in the right mindset. Like It's just kind of something familiar now when I'm walking out that song. <laughs> so uh, I always walk out to PIMP by 50 Cent. But uh, pre-fight, I'm actually not listening to music. I'm sitting there, and I'm breathing, and I'm meditating. I need to get my uh, mindset into the right place, so I'm just trying to get focused to them, uh, at that time. So I'm just trying to get as calm as possible.
0: For sure, definitely. Um, the Bobes. The Bobes asks... Ever thought about what you would do if you weren't a fighter?
1: Um, I guess when I was honestly until I was sixteen, I didn't know MMA existed. I couldn't tell you the difference between MMA and WWE or anything like that. But my whole life before was dedicated to animals. So it's like I volunteered at horse rescues, wildlife rescues, dog rescues. So it would definitely be something in that field. I always wanted to be a veterinarian, but uh, the schooling wasn't for me. I was so. gonna
0: become a, I was gonna become a vet too, actually.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something in the animal field.
0: Yeah, it's the sciences, I was like, damn, this is too difficult. I can't do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, too much school. <laughs> it,
0: is, it is. Yeah, it's a lot. I'd um, get
1: punched in the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Moldy, uh, Moldy Lungs asks, what was your favorite fight ever or the fight that got you into watching MMA?
1: Uh, there was no fight that got me into watching MMA I, uh, I literally I watched my first fight I think after I had my first amateur fight and uh the first UFC fight I ever really watched was uh Diego Sanchez and Gilbert Melendez.
0: Oh, such a good fight. <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember them just like killing each other for three rounds.
0: That uh, in and, my opinion it was a good fight but it was like the least thing that you could watch for you know, on the technical aspect. Like all technique was out. Yeah, yeah. A
1: complete barn burner.
0: <laughs> for sure. So yeah, that was your first one. Um, Niall Brooks, he asks, how do you feel about everyone saying no one, no one at 125 can beat Valentina Shevchenko?
1: Uh, I feel like at that, at this moment right now, that is true. But there's, in the next couple of years, you're going to see girls, the, the younger girls in the division coming up where we're coming into our prime now, like me, Montana and Macy Barber, all of us younger girls who are up and comers and we're going to be challengers for Valentina. in these
0: next couple years for sure definitely um sam john he asks what's your opinion on the ufc in canada as a whole right now and i think this is a really good question because you basically have a spot open for the top face of canada's mma ever since gsp retired in my opinion i think you are the closest to taking that in my opinion what do you think
1: uh, i appreciate that i appreciate that thank you <laughs> because but,
0: um, i i say it like as a fan like a canadian mma fan i feel like this is so related to many canadian mma fans in the sense that we want a hero in mma again you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i know uh it's always been a small uh there's just been a small group of us i believe there's still just a handful of us in the ufc so uh, uh yeah i'd be proud to represent i would love that and um Yeah, it's growing, though. You see, I I feel like MMA sport is growing. You'll see more and more Canadians coming up.
0: For sure, definitely. And uh, the last question, Nicholas Lim Tong Yang asks, where do you see yourself as an MMA fighter in three years' time? So that's going to be 2023.
1: Uh, Three years' time, that's when I'm either looking for title contention or look or having the belt around my waist. I've always told myself... I don't know why I set this number in my head, but I always told myself 27 was going to be my year. 27, I was going to get the belt. So that's Damn. two years from now. So, um, yeah, hopefully within that by that time, I'll either have the belt already or just be uh, getting up there looking for it.
0: Well, honestly... Okay, well, those are all the questions, but I wanted to finish this off with... I think you... Have such a great chance of becoming a champion. And it's not because you have the mentality of, I want to become a champion, but specifically, I was listening to the UFC Unfiltered podcast the other day. And I was listening to Dean Thomas, your coach. And I could hear like the excitement in his voice as he was talking about you, Jose Shorty Torres, just the dynamic you guys have. He's like, man, it's so much fun. It's like a family. And in my opinion, Being in an environment like that is going to take you to becoming a champion. I also want to say or ask Have you seen any of Dean's fights before?
1: Uh, I have. Actually, honestly, uh, through this whole quarantine, I watched the whole uh, first season, of, or it was Ultimate Fighter Season 4, which mm. was uh, his co- the comeback season.
0: With Matt, Sarah, yeah. and everyone, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got to watch that whole season, but uh, like when I first started working with Dean, I had no idea who he was, like, how, like, he was literally, like, a veteran and icon of the sport whenever I first met him, and I just knew him as, like, the cardio kickboxing guy, you know? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just so uh, naive to everything and he poured his time into when i was an amateur he would spend hours and hours with me in the gym i was making zero dollars fighting and he was just working with me every single day and he's the reason that i am the fighter that i am today like i literally never played a sport in my life before i walked into his gym so i owe him everything
0: that's awesome i hope he sees this he'd be he'd be like (laughs) smiling so much i was smiling in the gym listening to it i'm like this guy's so happy right now and i love that that's awesome But Jillian, thank you so much for giving me your time to do this interview. I wish you the best of luck in your next fight and all the best.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.